The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Please, sir. Dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. Hey, it's a little Friday, everybody. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. America's most probing political journalist, Jimmy Kimmel. Why, why is he our general manager? Evidently, the great grandpotus went on uh, the Jimmy Kimmel show yesterday to do his first interview. In 118 days or something like that. All right. Dad, Dad, I could go with the January 6th commission, although the whole thing is such a stew of dishonesty on all sides. I just, I don't want to be party to it in any way. How y'all doing? Welcome to the show. Plenty to talk about today, as always, and we'll have some fun, too. That's what we'll do. Thank you. Maybe we'll give away tickets to a concert or something. Caller number nine. Good luck. I've worked at many a radio station where you couldn't actually get caller number nine. There weren't that many people going to call. So you'd say caller number nine, but you'd give it to caller number four or maybe even caller number one. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there myself. First job in radio. Central Illinois. <laughs> It was, uh, yeah, lonely. Well, part of it... Well, it's good because I screwed up a lot, too. So that was probably a blessing in disguise. Part of it is uh, little radio stations have smaller audiences, but part of it also is the prizes that I was giving away sometimes were were really not dialing worth picking up the phone for and then driving to the radio station to pick up a... Remember when I used to give away a free taco, a free taco, which was like 70 cents or something like that. Yeah, back in the day, that was like the the steak taco, 70 cents. (laughs) Anywho, so I've got my, uh, looking through the newspapers, we have a handful of actual paper newspapers that we still get here at the radio station. 
Love it. Love the newspaper, the actual paper. You spread it out. You look at that story, yeah. this story. You flip the page. What is this? Yeah. The olden days? You De- shut up. It definitely, <laughs> it definitely has its benefits. Um, and at least back in the old day, you can't tell with websites the same way. But at least in back in the old days of the paper newspaper, you could tell what was being prioritized by the newspaper, by what made the front page, what made the top of the front page, what made the second page, et cetera, et cetera. So I've got um, the USA Today paper version for June the 9th here, and nothing on page one at all. Oh, no. Don't even say it. Okay, page two and three. He's looking. He's checking, everybody. Wow, did it make the paper? If it made the paper, I can't find it. The attempted assassination of a Supreme Court justice yesterday. Guy's been charged with attempted murder. Yeah, yeah. He's obviously confused and uh, a crazy guy, but uh, you're just as dead when a crazy guy kills you. So was John Hinckley Jr. So was Lee Harvey Oswald. So was that nut job that started World War I. Yeah, I just, hmm, I I expect... Back to coverage to be the way it is, but I was pretty shocked at how little coverage an attempted assassination of a Supreme Court justice got yesterday in almost all media. I mean, shocking. What? Boy, that's sick. It's weird, man. Um, I watched. Uh, I'm looking at their website just to be sure. I find that so sickening. I can't even believe it. Well, it's definitely on. Not, it's definitely didn't make the front page. I don't know how that doesn't make the front page of a newspaper. Wow. In their top headlines in their opinion section is something entitled, Threat of Violence Against Justice Kavanaugh Isn't Surprising. Okay. Um, but it is, uh, we've got a rundown we should get to at some point. Boy, the Dispatch, if you don't follow the Dispatch news outlet, they're pretty good. But they did a really good rundown of this whole assassination plot. And the guy was there to kill Justice Kavanaugh. That's wow, why it's he was not, there. It's not Anywhere in their top stories, and in fact, in their more top stories section, you have Matt, Florida man bitten after mistaking seven-foot alligator for something. I don't know what he mistook it for. <laughs> I was watching the NBC Evening News. You know, they got a half hour to tell you everything that's going on in the world, and they covered it, but it was like the fourth story after they did, uh, you know, January 6th, Uvalde. Big, both big stories, obviously. Um, uh, gymnasts suing the FBI for a billion dollars, which is really quite an amazing story. But they, they got to a whole bunch of things before they got to the attempted assassination of a Supreme Court justice. CNN, I'm looking up at it, is actually covering it as I speak to their credit. Anyway, we should yeah. start the show officially. We can get to some of those details later. They're uh, they're troubling. Thank God the guy failed. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Thursday, June the 9th, the year 2022. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Before I forget, and Jack, you'll enjoy this, the other aspect of the physical newspaper that I like so well is maybe you come across an article that you find particularly compelling, interesting, or whatever, and you want to show it to, I don't know, a friend or your wife uh, when they get home or, or that evening or something like that. Well, with the physical newspaper, the story will still be there. On the website, it's just gone. Right. It's buried. Yeah. It's unfindable. You can search on the specific headline. You'll come up with nothing. So. That's a little frustrating. Anyway, let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go, swinging into action at Mark. So there's a lot of major things we've done, but what we haven't done is we haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is, uh, um, let me say another way. Well, see, that's kind of perfect. Yeah, well, we haven't been able to communicate but it. Look- 
nor anything else, really. Yeah, yeah whatever. It's just a messaging problem. That's why, for instance, it, I'm going to get this number right. Because, you know, Jack, accuracy is my hallmark. He says, flipping to his pictures, uh, Quinnipiac poll came out yesterday. Among independents, uh, Biden is 25% approval, 61 disapproval. 25% among good Lord. But it's just, thank goodness, it's just a messaging problem. That's uh, that's something. The Ipsos poll that came out while we were on. Or no, 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 no. The morning consult poll while we were on yesterday came out and had him at the lowest number he's had in his presidency. But, you know, it's, we're, we're going through a tough stretch here. There's no doubt about it. Uh, how does your how does your bag of mail look in which oh, people oh, email? It's, it's a fine bag. It's fine. Stuffed full. Mm, good stuff. So you did mention yesterday, right? So the CDC is no longer recommending we wear masks on planes for monkeypox. Yeah, that recommendation just disappeared from their website. So it lasted Whoops. about a day? Okay. Yeah. I'm going, to, I'm going to a thing this afternoon where i got to show vaccination card and, uh, and uh, fill out a giant form and all sort of stuff. So not about monkeypox, but about COVID. Wow. Wow. And I know, I know plenty of you listen plenty of places where it's just, wait, who's even still talking about that? But. Yeah. Oh, I know. I came across a couple of articles I read all day long yesterday in which people were talking about, you know, and the other reason is with COVID surging, I had to check the date. I'm like, are you serious? Are you saying this right now? You're afraid to do something because, quote unquote, COVID is surging. I don't know. You can't fix crazy. That's the or stupid. And a quick <laughs> and a quick breaking news before we go to break. Gas has now passed $5 a gallon. Officially, nationwide, average price is over $5 a gallon. Woohoo! Way to go, America! Just because this is one of my hobby horses. Uh, adjusting for inflation matters, so we're still short of the all-time high gas uh, earlier in the 2000s at 540 adjusted for inflation. But it doesn't make it any better filling up your tank, no doubt about it. But we yeah, I remember that. those days. We lived I through remember that. those. The, the point would be we didn't all die, right? There weren't stacks of dead bodies, and we all lost our jobs, and we all failed to uh, uh, procreate. All right. But I remember it because uh, all the RV dealers shut down and were, like, giving away their RVs because mm. nobody would ever take an RV again because gas was so expensive. And I said to my wife, I said, gas prices are going to drop again, and these RVs are going to be worth every bit as much as they were. We ought to spend all our money and buy a bunch of RVs and store them. When the prices bounce back, we'll get rich. And she said no. (laughs) We shouldn't do that. Let's just save it and invest it. (laughs) Damn it. Another get-rich-quick scheme of yours. That would have been fantastic. Wet blanket. Anyway, we've got all that stuff on the way. And the rundown of the assassination attempt from yesterday, I think, is worth uh, getting into since no other news media is really is getting into it. All that on the way. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. So gas has hit $5 a gallon nationwide. It's going to be, and it's expected to go up another full dollar or so. All the experts say that. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see how that affects the summer. I just, I I feel like there's going to be fallout from that, but we'll see. 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, of course, people in a lot of cities, particularly blue cities in the West Coast, are saying, $5 gas, where do I go? Where do I sign up? Yes, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely brutal. Uh, so much to talk about today, including a brand new documentary that's out that is absolutely, hilariously, troublingly wonderful uh, by Matt Walsh, uh, provocateur of the right, entitled What is a Woman? Play you that um the trailer, which is, again, uh, troublingly hilarious. Stay with us if you can. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. This is from William Wallace, Scotsman, patriot, old uh, Mel Gibson in Braveheart. Freedom! That's William Wallace. I'd say this, I'd uh, give you this quote in a Scottish accent, but my Scottish accent is terrible. When I was a boy, the priest, my uncle, carefully inculcated upon me this proverb, which I then learned and have ever since kept in my mind. Dico tibi verum, libertas optimirum, nuncums... So, I'm going to stop right here. I've always wondered this. If you're writing an article, a uh, an opinion piece, a column, and you throw in a French phrase, for instance, and then, because there are two choices... Number one, you can just leave it alone. And then you're assuming your readers speak French, which is being a pretentious pain in the ass as far as I'm concerned. The other choice is you have that phrase. Maybe it's Latin. Maybe it's French, whatever. And then the English translation. Right. In which case, the question is, why would you bother with the first one? Uh, I suppose if it's a famous, famous French saying. That's an excellent point. Uh, yeah, I, there are a number of writers I like who do the, uh, the the foreign phrase and just leave it in that language because, of course, I know what you're talking about. No, I don't. I don't have the slightest idea. And yeah. it's really annoying. Yeah. Again, why would anybody learn French unless you're French? I mean, failed former, but please, hasn't been worth a damn since Napoleon was, took off his pantaloons. It was all the rage in Europe for a long time. I mean, all the, all the Russian... Uh, aristocrats uh, spoke French back in the day. You just had to. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I understand it was uh, the uh, quote-unquote language of diplomacy for many years because Mm. it's very uh, unambiguous uh, as languages go. Anyway, getting back to William Wallace, I won't bore you with the rest of the Latin. The translation is, I tell you a truth. Liberty is the best of things, my son. Never live under any slavish bond. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, and he cost him his intestines. According to the uh, oh, the Mel Gibson uh, yeah. telling of his story, that was rough. Uh, mailbag. Hey, here's a note from Christy who uh, heard my lament that men can't wear yoga pants. She sent along an Instagram video of a guy wearing yoga pants with a fanny pack on, but his pack was not over his fanny. His pack was over his package, so it was kind of yoga pants with. I don't want you looking at my junk. So here's a kind of a screen, a privacy screen for your privates. I'll be darned. Thank you for that fashion suggestion. Uh, I forgot to put these in order, so they'll just, I'll, we'll just be leaping about. Uh, Robert says, how did uh, Willard Scott lose 30, 45 pounds in two months? He's on the can't afford snacks diet. Yeah, because the inflation. Oh, yeah. My kids, or my son, my oldest son and his buddy went to the grocery store to buy a pack of gum yesterday. That's the sort of thing they do for fun. And it was $4. Like, I gave him some money to get a, a, a soda or something like that. And they, 
A pack of gum was $4. Wait a minute. What the heck? Yes. I buy gum? What, yes. the, what are you talking yes. about? Yes, the pack of gum they wanted was 4 bucks, And they said this used to be like a dollar and a half. Wow. Inflation, what sort man. of crazy gum were they buying? I don't know. I don't chew gum, so I don't know anything about gum. Mm, another one of another one of your don'ts and nevers. Uh, mm. Somebody needs to add that to the list, which is growing. Anyway, uh, Alice writes, guys, the primary election stats from Monday. Any chance I could get the source for Jack's claim that eighty three percent of congressmen, Congress people, are elected by ten percent of the voters? My husband and his boss don't believe it. Okay, I will try to dig that up. I know exactly where I heard it, and I will try to dig that up. But that is uh, right. Eighty three percent of the House is elected by 10% of the voters because of the fact that most districts are safe. They're going to be a Democrat or Republican. It's just a matter of who. So it's all about the primary. Mm-hmm. And, and the often primary the primary turnout, is, is, is practically unopposed yeah, the in prim- a lot of cases. Sure. And the primary turnout is very, very low. So you end up with 10% of voters choosing 83% of our congresspeople. Yeah, we'll see if we can come up with that and post it at armstrongandgetty.com. It uh, makes sense to me because I know something about... Uh, voter turnout, particularly in primaries, uh, so I prefer to pronounce it. Uh, oh, Jerry writes, uh, Joe, please remind us of your saying regarding compassion without order. Uh, you know, it's uh, good you bring that up. Uh, there's an article out in the Atlantic, gotten a lot of attention from a liberal uh, lesbian gal in San Francisco uh, entitled, what's the title of this? Uh, How San Francisco Became a Failed City. Uh, and it's absolutely terrific, and it's sober and clear-eyed, and it's it's terrific. We'll share that with you. But my my saying is that order without compassion is brutality, but compassion without order is chaos. And on quite a number of cities, uh, on, on really all over the country, but primarily on the West Coast, have experimented with compassion without order. And what they have gotten is is chaos. Uh, what's worse, poop smooth, uh, smeared chaos. Uh, so thank you, Jerry. Uh, da, 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 da. Joe in Stockton writes, make it not a gun law. Raising the legal age to buy a rifle will surely be challenged on Second Amendment grounds. Uh, it's a constitutional right, etc. I've commented previously on the absurdity that a 17-year-old the day before his birthday is a child with limited rights and liabilities. 24 hours later, he's a responsible adult fully. Uh, I favor a system of staggered ages of maturity for different aspects of life, but let's keep it simple. Make 21 the national legal age of adulthood for drinking, voting, renting a car, buying a firearm, signing a loan application, signing a lease, whatever. I'm pretty sure you could get me on board with that. Somebody would have to point out the downside to me. Yeah, I'd like to uh, noodle it through, but it's an interesting suggestion. Well, the voting uh, age was 21 until what? Early 70s? Got changed mostly because you had people getting drafted to go fight in a war weren't allowed to vote. I can understand the problem with that. Right, right. Got a great email on uh, Biden saying he doesn't want to use executive orders like Trump, who trampled on the Constitution. But we have no time. We'll circle back to that in a bit. Uh, Yeah, and the attempted assassination of a Supreme Court justice yesterday that is flying under the radar, weirdly enough. We'll talk about that. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. So that's Chuck Schumer, Democrat leader of the U.S. Senate. What role did that play in a clearly unhinged person wanting to go kill a Supreme Court justice? It's particularly odd to hear that today when the January 6th hearings are going to begin. And I guarantee you they're going to play clips of Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani and others with language not even as strong as that being blamed for the January 6th riot. Uh, either you believe that sort of rhetoric can lead to violence or you don't, but you can't pick one and leave out the other. I'll tell you that. So what happened yesterday? We'll run through that. Some of that from the, uh, the reporting in the dispatch today, which is uh, one of my favorite news outlets. They arrested a California man near Supreme court justice, Brett Kavanaugh's house yesterday morning at about two o'clock in the morning. The man was armed with all kinds of stuff we'll get into in a little bit, but he told police he was angry with the court's reported plan to overturn Roe versus Wade. That's what he was mad about. In a sworn affidavit, FBI agents who interviewed this guy, Roski, who they arrested, 
described an unnerving scene. Shortly after 1 a.m., U.S. deputy marshals who were on duty securing Kavanaugh's home saw a taxi pull up in front of the house, from which emerged a man dressed in black with a backpack and a suitcase. He made eye contact with the marshals standing in the street, then turned and walked down the street away from Kavanaugh's house. Shortly thereafter, according to the affidavit, local emergency services fielded a 911 call from Roski, who told them he was having suicidal thoughts and was carrying a gun. Local police were dispatched and arrested him without incident, and upon searching him found a black tactical chest rig, a tactical knife, a Glock 17 pistol, two magazines and ammunition, pepper spray, zip ties, a hammer, screwdriver, nail punch, crowbar, pistol light, duct tape, hiking boots with padding on the outside of the soles and other items. Roski stated that he had began thinking about how to give his life purpose. That's the scariest part of any of this stuff around school shooters or mass shooters or political shooters or any of these people is that you reach somebody who's in a desperate point in their life and they want to give their life purpose. Mm-hmm. And people screaming on the radio or cable news or on the steps of the Capitol like Chuck Schumer did uh, make it sound like this is their moment. Anyway... Roski stated that he began thinking about how to give his life purpose and decided that he would kill the Supreme Court justice after finding the justice's Montgomery County address on the Internet. Roski further indicated that he had purchased the Glock pistol and other items for the purpose of breaking into the justice's residence and killing the justice as well as himself. He bought the gun specifically to kill a Supreme Court justice. I don't know what sort of however many day wait or background check or anything like that might have had an effect on that. I suppose we'll learn that in coming days. If this testimony proves true, America came dizzyingly close two nights ago to its most consequential political assassination since 1968's assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. This guy took preconsidered step after preconsidered step toward carrying out his murderous plot He got cold feet when he saw the federal marshals. Remember, he looked them in the eye and then started walking Mm -hmm. down the street. Well, the marshals have only been there a couple of weeks. After the leak of the Supreme Court draft decision that got everybody fired up that indicated they might overturn Roe versus Wade, they and, you know, and people got all worked up. And then so they put uh, marshals in front of the justices home and and after groups published their addresses online. Yeah, I was going to say, let me jump in here and point out a couple of things. Number one, you had this Ruth sent us group publishing the justices addresses, which is horrific and, and unprecedented. And then holding angry rallies outside of several of the justices homes, which is expressly against federal law. You cannot protest outside the home or office with the intent of changing their decision, which was exactly what was going on. But the Biden Justice Administration decided, if I'm going to be charitable, I would describe it as this. They decided, well, there's a lot of angry people. Let's just let them march and yell a little bit, because if we try to stop them, things have turned really ugly. So let's not. But they normalized approaching Supreme Court justices' homes in a spirit of anger and protest. And this guy, who is just a little less hinged than others, perhaps, decided he would go ahead and kill Brett Kavanaugh. Even in the wake of the attempted assassination, some pro-abortion groups met the news with a shrug. Ruth Sentis, as Joe just mentioned, the group that has organized the protests outside the conservative justices' homes, responded to the news of the attempt with a meme reading, Oh, I'm sorry, did you want some privacy? Does Kavanaugh hold any responsibility for the people's rage against him, they pondered? 
Obviously, if you're going to blame a justice's decision for murderous rage, we uh, we get into some really weird territory really fast. Well, and let me uh, rewrite that sentence. If you are going to excuse murderous rage because of a justice's decision, well, then you've excused murder. Good point. No Supreme Court justice has ever been assassinated in America. The dispatch says perhaps because, until recently, it wasn't considered a particularly political office. A lot of that has to do with the fact that Congress used to do its job and handle the politics so the Supreme Court didn't have to. Plainly, this is no longer the case. Assassinate a president, has, as has been done four times in U.S. history, and all you do is switch them out for their own vice president. What did you accomplish? But... If you, if the president and the Senate are controlled by the opposite party, you assassinate a justice of the side you don't want, they're going to get replaced by somebody you do want. You right. actually would have an effect on the makeup of the top of one of the branches of government. As you and I were discussing yesterday, who is covering and not covering the story yesterday, and it became clear that, for instance, the USA Today is actively minimizing it, uh, as are some others. Um, all I can, uh, all I can conclude is that they are soft on this. They don't want to make it a big deal. They're actually kind of comfortable with the idea. Maybe I can't imagine what the other explanation is because again, as if roles were reversed, it would be just everywhere. The USA Today would have one story. On all of its pages, including the worthless purple uh, entertainment section, it would all be about the right-wing lunatic who wanted to kill Ruth Bader Ginsburg, for instance. Sure. Um, Tim Sandifer retweeted this thought. Remember when Sarah Palin was blamed for Gabby Gifford's shooting? When she published an ad the shooter never saw, it turned out? It was uh, districts were going to target. And do you remember when the media extrapolated that into... Oh, you're targeting districts? Target? Sounds like shooting? And blamed Sarah Palin for that crazily. Isn't Senator Schumer responsible for the attempt on Justin Kavanaugh's life after standing in front of the Supreme Court on the steps shouting, Brett and Gorsuch will pay the price if abortion rights are changed? I mean, oh my God. You won't know what hit you. It'll be a bullet. It's amazing how little attention this has gotten. Uh, I've got a good example of it right here. Um, hold on just a second. They uh, they have the front pages of the Washington Post and the New York Times and, and all the stories that apparently rank above the attempted assassination of a Supreme Court justice, including a ferry accident in South Korea or a giant snake discovered in the Amazon or a number of other stories that apparently rank above catching a guy whose explicit purpose in showing up there with a gun, as he has stated, was to kill a Supreme Court justice. It's absolutely amazing. Wow. Well, where this leads is pretty obvious. It leads to it actually happening. Uh, We have normalized every step up until the guy who breaks the window and gets in. Now, I suspect that the security is going to be enhanced uh, significantly, although the Senate nearly unanimously, I mean, a huge majority of senators acted, uh, voted to immediately increase the security for Supreme Court justices. I mean, to the point that they will be safe. The House is refusing 
to vote on it. They won't even vote on it because the Democrats have said, no, well, we need enhanced security for uh, the clerks, too, and the employees and the stenographers and the janitors and everything else. And so, no, unless the Republicans will go along with that, we're not going to vote to defend the lives of the Supreme Court justices. I mean, I don't want Sonia Sotomayor uh, hurt or assassinated. The idea of Elena Kagan being hurt or killed horrifies me. It sickens me. Where is the other side? Good Lord. I think it was uh, this is the very uh, the very anniversary of the day in 1953 when uh, Joseph Welch said to Senator Joseph McCarthy, have you no sense of decency at long last? Have you left no sense of decency? I think that quote can be used in this discussion. So the FBI raided this Nicholas Roski's home in Simi Valley, California today. He's 26 years old. He's being charged with attempted murder or kidnapping of a Supreme Court justice. I don't know if that's its own kind of federal crime or what that is, but... God, you would think a guy being arrested for attempted murder of a, a sitting SCOTUS would be would be a big news story. Yeah, I'm scared. How did we get here? And by the way, th- those of you, if some of you would, react to the news of... Catching a guy with a gun out of Ruth Bader Ginsburg outside of Ruth Bader Ginsburg's house back in the day with glee or a shrug, well then you're part of the problem too. We can't we can't have this. We can't go down this road. Do you realize that? Or it all comes apart. You know, I just wonder if some people are so freaking stupid they have to have blood running in the streets before they say, Yeah, I guess that is enough. It'll be like nineteen sixty-eight. Oof. Lovely. Oof is right. Yeah, I'm scanning through the New York Times, and uh, it's buried, absolutely buried. Uh, the Washington Post is running it more prominently because it's lo- local crime story, I guess. Uh, the Supreme Court justices, love them or hate them, are part of the, the giant high school that is Washington, D.C. But, yeah, man, I'm scanning and scanning and scanning. It's just not there at all. Wow. Thwarted plots always get less attention. We've talked about that many times over the years. If you if you catch a kid with a gun before he goes into the school, you, you barely hear about it, even though you're just that close to a story just like Uvalde. It's just a matter of luck a lot of times that it didn't happen. But, you know, I understand how the, the dog that didn't bark is not that interesting. Yeah, I suppose so. Although, you know, it's interesting. The, uh, and God, I'm scanning down. I'm like to the, the food section now. Oh, here's a feature on tuna salad sandwiches. That rate's more Wait important than the attempted assassination of a Supreme Court justice. I don't agree with their priorities, but I am interested in a story about tuna salad sandwiches. That sounds Well, this one good. appears to have potato chips on it. Ooh, I like putting potato chips on lots of things. My son's big on a peanut butter and potato chip sandwich. You I know, used to like I, it with my Sloppy Joes. Man, you put a potato chips on top of Sloppy Joe. Oh, that's good stuff. You know, I used to uh, look down on that a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Although, <laughs> as you're I drinking your it, Chardonnay, as I, uh, I like to put potato chips in Chardonnay, too. Man, that's good. It's not always Chardonnay. I drink other wines while I look down on people. Um, but but come to think of it, it's it's texture. It's a little saltiness. It's uh, the potato, which you, who can argue with the potato? Certainly an Irishman like me should not. Uh, so, you know, I may need to reexamine my beliefs on that topic. Well, there's our quote of the day. Who can argue with the potato? <laughs> um, we're getting back to the original topic, though. I think this is a test. This is a moment. 
for America, for the media, for both sides of the aisle. Either. Well, we failed it. Yeah, you're right. Well, why am I why am I explaining the either or? It's already been decided. We are soft on the assassination of conservatives. Right. Not a big deal. Okay, moving along. Uh, text line 415-295-KFTC. What do you think? More on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Latest poll on how many people will consider themselves part of the LGBTQ community is interesting, broken down by uh, age. We did this recently with a different poll, but uh, new numbers out on that. Also, the Hunter Biden naked with a gun picture that's making the rounds. Joe mentioned that yesterday. Yeah. The hell is that? Uh, Well, not only naked with a gun, but uh, he was ready to use it. I don't know against whom, but 
Anyway, uh, so we were going to move on, and uh, during the commercial break, I was flipping around. I could not find the story of the armed man who went to Justice Kavanaugh's house to assassinate him, the story in the New York Times at all. And so I did a search on it, and I finally found it. It was published yesterday. They haven't updated it. This is, well, I read the headline in the subhead, and I used an unfortunate term uh, with many syllables, uh, generally considered an obscenity. Armed man traveled to Justice Kavanaugh's home to kill him, officials say. That's a good, solid headline. The subhead, the man, Nicholas John Roski, 26, said he was upset about the shooting in Uvalde, Texas and impending decisions on abortion and guns, a federal affidavit says. Now, given the fact that he said specifically he was fired up by the abortion decision, he found the justice's uh, address online uh, because it was posted there by that activist group, and he also said he was upset by the shooting in Uvalde. But for the New York Times, and I have read many accounts of the story at this point, trying to find new uh, information, the New York Times went ahead and listed Uvalde, Texas as the main problem and then threw in the abortion decision at the end. That was, that's just an overt act of dishonesty. They're not willing to be, the the whole resistance thing is softened to the point that they'll go ahead and throw in the abortion thing because everybody kind of knows it already. But what if we make that like the last detail and not the first one? Yeah, let's do that. Unfrickin' believable. Yep. The Los Angeles Angels did something funny last night. So they've got a 13 they had a 13-game losing streak. It's now a 14-game losing streak. But they decided to have every player walk out to a Nickelback song during the game last night to break their 13-game losing streak. Wow. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. <laughs> so every player walked out to a different <laughs> Nickelback song the entire game. But anyway, they, they still lost. So now it's 14 in a row. Oh, that's funny. That's wow, poor that's Nickelback. That's odd. Poor Nickelback and the way they're mocked. One of yeah. the most successful rock bands of the last uh, the two decades. And they just, they're mocked constantly. If that's what people want, give the, give the people what they want. Nickelback. So we saw a poll similar to this uh, not long ago. This is a Gallup version of it. There have been a couple. Percentage of Americans that identify as LGBTQ is at an all-time high, overall of 7% now. Uh... The reason the number is so high is because it's changed so much by generation. So it's still at about 2.6% for boomers, Gen X about 4%. So that's where it's hung around my whole life, around 3-4%. Millennials are at 10% and Gen Z is at 21%. Slightly more, Slightely more than one out of five of your youngsters say they're either lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, or queer, apparently. One out of five. Yeah. Well, they're A trying to signal their unity with the queer community or the alphabet soup community and or they have adopted one of the zillion and six different gender identities that the queer theory folks are trying folks are trying to push on america and so yeah i'm uh i'm gender fluid pansexual whichever the one is where i only have sex with people i care about which is a pretty good policy by the way and they consider that somehow part of the uh, alphabet soup community it's just silliness well, w- there's got to be an explanation for it. The numbers changing by 
generations. So it should be addressed. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I just addressed ninety-five percent right. of it. I mean, are there more people willing to admit I would rather lay with a member of the same sex or or both or whatever? Yeah, that's possible. I could see it ticking up a little bit just because you of think the, all those boomers are still lying to pollsters even in the year twenty twenty two, even when it's probably a private answer? Around the margins, maybe. That's my point with the young people too. There there might be some of that around the margins, but most of it's just spouting off. All right. Because it's hip. It's cool. If you miss an hour of the show, you can get it in podcast form. It's Armstrong and Getty On Demand. You can find it at armstrongandgetty.com. Don't miss next hour. What is a woman? Nobody knows. Armstrong and Getty. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.